0: You run today? As we are here at the uh, Just Runners podcast, we're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Before
1: the podcast really started and before Just the Running started, so he would be the one who would say, Oh, we can run these miles, you know, let's meet here. I don't think I've ever met a pizza I didn't like. Yeah, the beauty is we have choices. Uh, you know, really do the type of race that you want to do, where you want to do one. Not, not everyone has Youngstown on their bucket list to get to go do a run and uh, eat pizza, but it's on my list.
0: Hey, everybody. How's it going? uh let's see here uh got a good recording had caitlin Sapp uh back on my physical therapist who helped me get through my injury did a great job of that and she's also a coach for runners marathon runners i guess any type of and triathletes who are trying to uh, compete in that also but today uh, i got her on just uh with the express um purpose of talking about running. Or no, no, I mean biking. I'm so used to talking about running, it's that's all that's on my mind. So we got together, talked to her last week a couple days ago, and had a great conversation. So I had a chance to do that. Now uh just I'm in week two. Well, I just finished week two, starting on into week three of my eighteen week Columbus Marathon training. So uh, I feel it's been going pretty well uh, as expected. This past week, a couple good uh, runs in there. Tiny bit of tiny bit of strength training. I might need to up that a little bit. Got a really good uh, my run on. day did I run that? For Saturday. Saturday, twelve. What was it? Twelve miles? No, I did over ten. Uh, what is, what was the date, anyways? I'll keep going on here, but uh, I, uh, look at the calendar right in front of me. But that was the 25th. I went on, I had a really good uh 12 mile run. Yes, it was 12 miles. Ah, uh, <laughs> I can't even remember. No, wait, I only did 10. Did I do 10? Yes, it was 10. I should just start this recording over, but I won't. Uh, It was really good. I mixed it up. Easy running with some marathon pace running. And I actually was pretty happy with the way it all came out. Uh, All I can say about that. The next day I went out. I'm preparing for 4th of July. I have a 50-mile bike ride in mind. And to prepare for that, I went out and did a... 30 mile bike ride on Sunday, in lieu of easy, my easy run canceled that. So, a little speed work this week. Nice, kind of a long run. I mean, we're in double digits. It's still early. Getting a three hour bike ride and getting prepared for that 50 miler. Uh, we'll be going up. Right now, the plan is to make it to Lake Erie more well it's about 50 miles i think it's going to be about 26 27 miles each way and basically go up there take a picture with the lake in the background lake erie and turn around come back uh actually i'm actually going to be driving about 45 minutes to get to where we're going to start from to go up but that's my fourth of july morning and uh, well i'm actually kind of happy pleased i guess satisfied with the way the uh my training's been going for the first few weeks so hopefully it keeps going that good i'm trying to mix in some strength training some cross training with the bike uh actually after this interview you'll see what uh, some other things you can add in uh you know you can add in biking or Walking has part of your plan, and it's not going to hurt you. You'll be able to get out and get all this done. Um, well, we all, I also have two races coming up in June. Well, one's the end of June. I'm going to be running the mill at, in McDonald, Ohio. It's a one-mile race. It's a downhill mile, so it's going to be a fast race. And then uh, July 17th, I, I should have a count Uh I'm going up to Erie, PA for the Prescott Half Marathon. And I think that's not putting too much pressure on because it is a training race, not a goal race. But uh, it'll be nice to see where my fitness level is at a longer distance. Um, Coaching myself, you know, just following my plan. I have a few friends going. Uh, Actually, I'm coaching. Right now, I'm coaching three, three friends. And trying to pick up some more people to coach and you know, it's still new to me. I admit that, but uh, I feel I'm feeling pretty good about what's going on and how they're progressing and where I have them going as far as their upcoming races. And I, I do a lot of time, uh, studying and reading and listening to things about training plans and running and stuff. Obviously I like, you know, I like talking about it, obviously. So, Without any further delay, let me get Caitlin in here and see what she has to say. And... Well, welcome to the podcast. We'll get right into it. Actually, I almost thought about seeing if you wanted to meet at your office.
1: Oh, no, this worked out well.
0: Good, good. Yeah, I'm I'm going to head over there and go for a, a run in a little while after we get done. No hurry. Thanks for being on the podcast again. I'm here with Caitlin Sapp, uh, physical therapist and running and triathlon coach. So today we're not here to talk about, well, I guess the first two, but uh, biking, which would be one third of a triathlon. I'm coming at it from a pure runner's species, uh, perspective. I mean, I ran, I've i ridden bikes as a kid, but I went a long time where I didn't even have one. Uh, right, right. So if somebody, I guess the first question is, as a runner, what would be the big benefit for getting into biking?
1: Yeah, so you can definitely view it from a few different angles. Biking is gonna offload the body a lot. So in the way of loading your soft tissue, so bones, tendons, muscle structures, mm-hmm. When we bike, we're only loading our body one times body weight. When we walk, we're loading our body 3.5 times body weight. And when we run, we're loading our body up to 16 times body weight. So as you can see, this is a really great way to build that cardiorespiratory endurance, the heart, the lungs, and build that aerobic capacity without the demand on the soft tissue structures being the bones, the tendons, the ligaments, and things such as that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and because I was trying to think of, I've mentioned before about my injury, and uh, as most people know that, listen, no, I saw you for it, and one of the things that I started doing at that point was I was going to the gym, getting on a bike there, and now I've been getting outside and biking, so... So that was what led me to it and I can see where the benefits for that. Would you consider that one of the, obviously it's one of the best, you know, if I'm going to cross train, I want to make sure I'm doing the best thing for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So in the way of cross training, like specifically for runners, I am much more apt to tell folks to go for a walk. (laughs) <laughs> because it's very simple. You can literally leave your front door. It's mindful. You can do it all year. It is three and a half times body weight. So there is some, you know, necessary load into the tissues and tendons there and whatnot. So, and then if not bike, if not walking, then for sure, telling folks to bike a lot of times, like in the space of rehabbing and in the space of rehabbing injuries, we do want to continue to load the body to some degree, so that's why I err more on the side of walking rather than biking, but biking is still a lot of fun, and it's a really, really great way to load your heart, load your lungs, and to get some aerobic capacity benefits from it as well.
0: And when I first started this, there's a lot of different types of bikes out there. Oh, there are so, so many, many different
1: types of bikes.
0: For a beginner or somebody that's just getting into this from running, what type of bike would you suggest?
1: Whatever you feel safest on. Uh, so it, it, it depends, too, like where you're riding, what kind of terrain you're going to be riding in. So, you know, there is the standard, like, upright bike. There's hybrids. There's road bikes. There's triathlon bikes, which are much more aggressive in the fit. If you're gonna be like on the bike trail or even riding in Mill Creek Park, you wanna be able to be on a bike that's comfortable and that fits you well, but also where you feel safe and in control. So it's not uncommon that we'll get athletes and they're like, hey, I you know haven't biked since I've been a kid. I want to do triathlons, what kind of bike should I get? And they want to get this five-ten thousand dollar super aggressive triathlon bike, and a lot of times they're gonna be better off getting something that might be a little bit more beginner friendly. And especially like riding around here in the park, there's, it's quite mm-hmm. hilly. So it's really, really good to be on a bike that you feel comfortable with, that you can shift on.
0: Yeah, I know the fit gotta be the number one thing for me at least. hmm And you know what I am doing as a cross training thing, I've started, uh going regular on Monday and maybe try to fit it in later in the week also. Um, Could you use it to like replace a run or something like easy run or a hard run or anything?
1: Yeah, you most definitely could. So if somebody goes by heart rate training, for example, and just say like your heart rate zone for your run is like an aerobic run is 140 to 150 beats per minute while running. A really great rule of thumb on the bike is to reduce that heart rate by 10 beats. So if you want an aerobic ride, instead of 140 to 150, you'll go 130 to 140. And that's a really, really good trick to making sure that you're still staying in that aerobic zone. Doesn't work for everybody. some of my athletes, we don't even use uh heart rate. We go more off of like rate of perceived exertion or power, and that's a conversation for another time. But you could even just say like, you know, perceived effort. This is how this aerobic run feels. And I want to mimic that while on my bike. And that can certainly replace a run if you want to reduce run volume or coming back from injury or something like that.
0: Yeah trying to get the heart rate up there i notice when i'm on the bike my heart rate does doesn't get as high yep uh, not nearly as high i'm wondering if i need to push a little bit because even to get within my uh 10 beats i'm still a little low on that but
1: yeah and that can come to just with specificity and more time in the saddle it's not uncommon so there's a common theme in triathlon where the the swimmers say thank god for the runners and the runners say thank god for the swimmers because most swimmers aren't (laughs) good runners and most runners aren't good swimmers but we kind of have an underarm underarching theme in biking where it's hard to learn how to push yourself on the bike and so it's like this learning curve that's very different from running when it comes to gauging intensity on the bike.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about because I don't think I have that. Pro- I'm using it more as a cross-training easy day, and i may Yeah,
1: and that's totally fine, right? Like, if it's a nice sunny day outside and you want to be outside and do something mindful and just enjoy the day on two wheels. I mean, I think that's the best part of riding a bike. Yeah.
0: Well, what happened when I did went up to do the duathlon in uh, Twinsburg. Yeah, I did that, and like I didn't have that. I can switch gears when I do an easy run, and then go do a five k. Like a couple days later, I know how to do that. But to go there and actually race on a bike, it just I didn't I didn't seem to have that intensity or something <laughs> that day, maybe. But
1: there's definitely definitely a learning curve to it.
0: Well, actually, I was going to ask you about racing. Uh, as somebody that gets into biking from running, would you, uh, you know, I actually went ahead and did a duathlon. Being you're a triathlon coach, I know you'd bother you. Uh, would you recommend trying some uh, duathlons or triathlons for your? Uh, oh, or, uh, yeah, I don't know your answer, then, but.
1: <laughs> and those are actually a few questions that I had. I put this on my Instagram story and I asked, Like, hey, jumping on a podcast later, who has questions? Beginners that are just getting into cycling, who has a few questions? And one of the questions that I got is, my bike is not a road bike, but can I start beginner level triathlon training on it? And the answer is 100% yes. So not being necessarily a road bike, the fit's gonna be a little bit different When it comes to training specifically for triathlons, the benefit to the triathlon bike and the road bike is the position that it puts your back and hips into that allow you to run well off of the bike. But if you're looking to like literally get your feet wet, see if you like swimming, see if you enjoy biking and racing and see if you enjoy the new sport, it's absolutely fine. To start training for a triathlon on a bike that might be just a beginner level or not a road bike. Okay. Of course, the physical therapist in me, we do see some injury patterns that might be associated with this. For example, like low back discomfort or even increased knee pain on the run. And that's just because that bike isn't necessarily made to be ran off of. But for beginner level, making sure you like it, making sure you enjoy swimming, biking, and running, and all three <laughs> put together, that's absolutely fine.
0: Yeah, right now mine's not a road bike. I got like a hybrid type bike and for the time. Um, I may upgrade to a road bike in the future here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and that was another question I got was like, what adjustments to the seat and handlebars should I make if I want to start training versus leisurely rides? And it just, that's a really tough to answer without like seeing the bike. But you just want to notice that, you know, if you start to do runs and bikes back to back, that your knees aren't hurting. Typically, if your knees are hurting, we have somebody raise the seat. Um as for the handlebars, you don't want to have a really long reach because you want to be safe on the bike. And then we have a really really great bike fitter. He can fit literally any bike yeah. and he is in Cranberry. So he's about an hour away. He's worth every second minute penny that you spend. And his name's Matt Tinky. Matt Tinky T I N K E Y and he's at the Lemieux Sports Complex in uh, cranberry pennsylvania and he's just somebody that we always refer to we find that with triathletes the two things that they don't invest in that we think every triathlete needs to invest in number one swim lessons and number two a proper bike fit
0: i agree with both of those but i definitely have to start the swim lesson I ever got into triathlon but I'm not we're not going there yet (laughs) we're
1: not going there well that's what somebody asked too they said you know what point do I consider the purchase of a road or triathlon bike and that's hey do some of these entry-level races for a year or two see if you like it see if you like training uh especially you know if you want to do a bigger triathlon training through the winter on the bike indoors see if you like that see if you enjoy that and then it might be a good idea to think about purchasing a higher end bike.
0: Okay. Yeah. I. I know. What other questions uh, did you have from your? Did you have any other?
1: Yeah. So I had somebody that just said, you know, it feels really overwhelming to start cycling, and it feels inaccessible to the average person. And. You know, this is this is true, especially with the shortages of everything. There's been quite the bike shortage since the pandemic as well. Uh, So something that I recommend to all of my athletes, I'm always what a coach that's about safety first and health. And so something I have a lot of my athletes do is like when they're getting into cycling and when they're getting, you know, more curious of riding outside it's doing exactly what you've done a great job of bruce and that's creating a community so reach out to your local community and say like hey who can i ride with who can i be out on the roads with who can i be in the park with because the buddy system is one of the most important things when it comes to riding your bike and there's so many like especially nowadays with access to Facebook groups and accesses to, you know, local rails to trails and your local bike path and just connecting with that community, there's, it's not uncommon to find a no drop ride. And what a no drop ride is, is, Hey, we're inviting a lot of people to come do this group ride and nobody's going to get left behind. So if there's a group that's cycling at 10 miles per hour, there's gonna be somebody in charge that's with you. 15 miles per hour, there's gonna be somebody leading your pack. 20 miles per hour, there's gonna be somebody leading your pack. And that really helps take away the, the feeling of inaccessibility and being overwhelmed when it comes to starting to ride. Some of my best friends that I have in the world are from just being like, hey, yeah. I need to go ride my bike a bunch of miles this weekend and I don't wanna go alone and you just feel this sense of security and sense of
0: safety. Yeah, it's kind of like a lot of the, the group run philosophy also, where you get people to go with you. Uh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I guess I'm still in the more leisurely thing, and the, the longer group bike ride actually interests me more. I think I enjoy that aspect of it a lot lately, and we got a regular group growing on Monday now, Yeah. So, uh, hey, you can. We were out your way. Well, kind of. So.
1: (laughs) I know. I can't tell you being pregnant how much I miss riding my bike right now. Oh Uh, I Wasn't sure where where
0: you were. Was that the first thing you had to give up, or I mean, I I don't know if you had to give up. Yeah, I
1: just decided one of my one of my training partners who I I ride with a lot. Um, when I told him we were pregnant he's a good friend of mine and I told him, um, you know, pretty early on. And I was like, man, I hope we can still ride together this year. And he's got three little kids. And he said, just cause you can, doesn't mean you should. And I was like, you're right. And so it was just a mind shift set for me of being like, just because I can go ride my bike doesn't mean that I should because one fall is one fall too many so
0: that was one of the other questions I have are the dangers of uh bike riding because in some ways it is more dangerous than running
1: yeah yeah that's the truth I mean especially with distracted drivers nowadays it's really unfortunate um like, my husband's car has, you know, like a lane assist on it, which is, I'm always like, does that work if you see a cyclist on the side of the road? And he's like, probably, but oh, distracted drivers and texting. And it's just like, it, it's pretty tough. That's why it's always the buddy system. I can't tell you the last time I've gone for a ride that's more than an hour or so alone.
0: Yeah, I've been doing a lot of, a lot of my running, I've been biking. I've been going either out to Austin Town or Canfield getting on the bike path. Yeah. Or in uh, Mill Creek Park. Depends how flat I want the ride to be. But,
1: right. Yeah, exactly. It's hard.
0: But uh, I feel a little safer doing that than just out on the, the roads. Not that. Uh, hopefully the drivers are paying attention regardless of where they are. Because yeah. Some of those roads. I can I could see them being a problem there. And and even without that, um Mike was in the triathlon, they just had it at the YMCA and he got hurt and he's uh he's been down for a week over yeah. a week now. So
1: Yeah, and especially when you go down running, you know, you're you're moving at a couple miles per hour. Whereas if you're biking, I mean you can be oh. moving upwards of twenty, forty miles per hour if you're going down a hill and um yeah that was something too somebody asked me they're like you know what are three things that are important when it comes to being a beginner cyclist and the number one thing on my list is always safety so even just telling somebody i'm gonna do it when i go for a run um you know i'll text my husband and say hey going out for a run probably should be gone an hour um but like even when you're biking there's some really really good tools that you can use to be safe garmin their bike computers have a sensor that if it feels an impact you program somebody into it and it'll say like hey this person it's detected a fall here's their location and then it will start to call them so there's some really really good safety features out there i have this little um it's like a little sensor and you can clip it onto your helmet or onto your jersey and it um, can act like a map Sometimes, like if we do, you know, if you're training for an Ironman, you might be out on your bike for five to six hours, so I won't use the map function on my phone because that would kill my battery. (laughs) Um, But there's other little things that you can use that are sensors that'll say, like, Drew will just get on and check it every half an hour to see that I'm still moving. (laughs) And he can see, like, where I am and where I'm going. And that's a really great way to be able to communicate without necessarily having to communicate. But the sensor function on Garmin is really, really cool because sometimes it it works a little bit too well. I had a buddy who leaned his bike up against the fence and it just-
0: The sensor that,
1: That was a fall and it started calling and that was not a fall. But there's a lot of really cool and really good safety techniques. Even the Garmin bike computers, if you want to program a a map into your ride. So say you want to go from Canfield out to Lake Milton and back to Austintown, but you don't know exactly how to get there. You can program that turn by turn direction into your your bike computer as well. So I just say safety is like the most important thing. Use the buddy system, make sure somebody always knows where you are. We even have a group text that when my buddy, he goes uh, mountain biking, he tells us if he's doing one loop or two loops we know that course and if he doesn't respond back within an hour hey we better go check on him so safety number one the second thing i would say when it comes to like level of importance in riding your bike is just fit and comfort if you're safe and you're comfortable and have a good fit on your bike it's going to be more enjoyable so that's when it's like if it's just a basic fit like you can go to your local bike shop have them get eyes on it but I always recommend a professional bike fit. There's also another trick of the trade that is very essential when it comes to being comfortable on your bike, and that is a good pair of bike shorts. So I always use the bibs. My husband says, no matter what you do, those will never be sexy, but they are (laughs) the most comfortable things in the world for cycling. I literally, unless I'm in a race, will not ride my bike without them. They're, like, I think they're called bibs because, you know, like bib, bib overalls. Yeah. But they're shorts. They have a nice big pad, and they go up over your shoulders. And so they keep that pad and everything in place. And it is, like, the go-to. Everybody what? has to have a pair what of Why don't you
0: wear those in the race?
1: Um, the pad's a little bit too big, and oh. it's not very comfy to run in.
0: Oh, okay, okay, for the triathlon. I get you. Yeah. Yeah, I have some of the regular bike shorts that I won't run in, because it's just too much padding. Uh, I got a couple of pairs oh, of them. Oh, get
1: yourself a pair of bibs and you'll,
0: uh, you'll oh, know what I
1: mean about the padding. But it's very
0: comfortable. Oh, I was just gonna say I did discover bike shirts. I started. I bought a few of them, just the rare, with the pockets in the back and everything. And I'm actually really liking them, even for getting yeah. off the bike and running in them.
1: Bike jerseys are really, really comfy, especially with those pockets in the back because you can, you should always have your phone on you if you're biking, um, and then your keys and of course your snacks. So those are very, very oh, yeah. good. And then the third thing that I would say that's important when it comes to biking is just being able to gauge your intensity, and you know if establishing an, object, an objective for what you want to achieve that day for example if you want a mindful and fun ride like that's great if you want to try to get a workout in learning different ways to gauge and and modify intensity is, is really great as well and that's what we do with a lot of our coach athletes in teaching people how to push themselves on the bike if that's something that they're interested in
0: i just go in the park and run up and ride up some of the hills or try to that's a yeah. That's
1: um, That's a not an easy thing to do in the park.
0: <laughs> I discovered I was one of the things I, the two big things I discovered from the Twinsburg Duathlon that I need to work on on the bike that's was of course was riding hills and doing gears, and yeah.
1: okay, okay. So let's talk about that a little bit in the way of cycling outside and like this is for this is more so for training. This isn't just like your mindful leisurely activities but a seated cadence, like on flat road, above 85 RPM, okay? 85, I like to say 80 to 92 revolutions per minute, that's like, it's like your step rate, like your cadence when you're running, very similar when you're biking. Uh, I like to see athletes 88 to 92, but a lot of athletes that I have biking are also training for a triathlon, so we're knowing that they're gonna run off the bike. So. If you're out for your leisurely ride, a nice aerobic ride, even in the way of being between 80 to 90 RPMs is going to be a really, really great place to be. If you're seated and climbing, so you're starting to go up a nice incline where you can still be seated in the saddle, you still want to be between 80 and 90 RPMs. If you get to the point where this the incline is so steep that you have to stand up, your cadence will fall to 60 to 70 RPM. So sometimes what we see is we see folks going up these hills and they stand a little bit too often or too frequent when they could still be sitting down, putting out a higher revolution per minute, which is less load on their legs. But like the park, some of those hills in the park that are so steep. and Twinsburg, dude, that's not an easy course by any means. No,
0: it was not. <laughs>
1: But you, you you'll notice that when you do stand up, that cadence will most likely fall between sixty to seventy RPMs. If you're going higher than that, you'll be a little bit better suited to stay seated.
0: Yeah. I I'll work on some of those things on some bike rides for the cadence and try to figure out how to watch that a little better. But yeah, it, it may I do realize coming off this injury I wasn't in as good a shape as I was a few months back before I hurt my glute. But uh, I'm getting there and I think the biking's helping. And yeah, yeah, for sure. But now you got you also talked me into maybe I need to do a walk once a week just to break it up and get an easy day out there. Along with I the...
1: love walking. <laughs> so good for you.
0: Today, I'm... Um, Let me see. I think we covered pretty much everything I had on my mind to go over with you as far as getting any runners into biking that want to have a good way to cross train or or go into racing. Was there any? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, I was going to say, I think we covered a lot of ground.
0: Was there any other questions you had on your Instagram that you would like to, or did you get them all?
1: No, we covered it all.
0: I think we got everything pretty good. And
1: Awesome. Did you say you are going out for a bike or run today?
0: Today I'm running. I don't oh. know. I should have done it the other way around. Now that I'm looking at the weather today and it's 90 degrees outside.
1: Yeah, it's really hot. Be careful.
0: <laughs> I, I probably should have rode, ran yesterday and rode uh, my bike today. Just, yeah, but, that's
1: yeah. okay.
0: But, uh, yeah, we had a nice leisurely it's definitely a leisurely ride on Mondays. But uh good. It's good to get out there. We got an hour ride in and on the bike path.
1: And Monday's a great day for that because you're coming off of your weekend long run. Yeah. And Monday. Keep the stress low. I love to strategically place biking and and in walks into, you know, a runner's program. Typically on those days where you just need things to be a little bit more recovery focused or mindful uh that being
0: like mondays and fridays so perfect i agree with you i'm i think friday's kind of like my off day so i may just start slipping in either a short bike ride or go out for a walk yeah and the monday worked perfect for me because usually that's the day i wanted to have some sort of cross training in there that i usually just skipped before (laughs) but now i'm getting consistent at it but there you go well, Caitlin, I want to thank you for being on the podcast again, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again sometime. Maybe, I don't know when, but we we'll, uh, well, I'm sure we'll come up with some reason to have you come back.
1: I'll be around, Bruce. Uh,
0: all right. Good to see you, and well, how much longer are you, how far along are you with the baby?
1: Uh, so, I'm 33 weeks.
0: When are you due again?
1: Early August.
0: Ooh, go for the 6th, I won't tell you why, but...
1: Is it
0: your birthday?
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody else say that today. Uh, my due date is actually the 5th, and somebody's like, oh, I'll do the 6th. That's my well,
0: our, birthday. It was well, my our, favorite. well, if you're not busy on the 3rd, we're doing a group. I rented a, a pavilion at a Boardman Park. The group, the, Brandon Burns. Birthday is the third. Frank is the fifth, and I'm the sixth. So we're doing a group birthday party at the park. Oh! Ah. Hey, maybe you could get fit in the fourth and.
1: Yeah, there you go. That'd be perfect. <laughs>
0: no way. Brandon's the second. Brandon might be the second. I may be wrong about him, but his is like the second. We had the second, and the fifth, and so there's like three that week, and so. We're... It's gonna be
1: a good week.
0: <laughs> That's right. And now you're gonna have a baby that week. So. <laughs> All right good luck Martin. and take Thank you take care.
1: Bye. Bye.